Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. From no collusion, no collusion to bring on the collusion. The lead starts right now. President Trump now attempting some damage control after what may be one of the most alarming statements of his presidency, that he would take dirt on his opponents from foreign governments and he would not necessarily tell the FBI. We'll talk to the top Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee in a moment. He says he knows how to stop this. Plus, is the 2020 election now for sale? We'll break down the possible national security implications now that the commander in chief said there's no harm in listening to dirt from foreign governments. Then, President Trump's Trump's comments the final straw for one 2020 candidate who now says he supports starting an impeachment inquiry. Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper. We begin today with our politics lead and a shocking admission by President Trump that he and some of his allies are now working hard to pretend he did not say or mean after years of insisting that there was no collusion that he and his campaign did not receive any damaging information about Hillary Clinton from an American adversary, the Russian government, the president stunned the political world last night by saying he would be perfectly willing to collude in 2020. Mr. Trump directly saying, yes, if a foreign national or foreign government wants to share dirt with him about a political opponent, he wants to hear it. Your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on opponents, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. Now, beyond the potential lawlessness that statement implies is the unmistakable message it's sending to Russia and China and all sorts of foreign intelligence services. Essentially, the president saying, I'm all ears. Tell me what you got. Never mind that such sharing could give someone like Putin tremendous leverage over the president or his administration. Now, the Trump team has been slowly walking to this position for the past several months Recall comments from the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with taking information from Russians. There's nothing it wrong with taking depends information. depends on where it came from. It depends on where it came from. Or advisor and presidential son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who was at that Trump Tower meeting in summer 2016, the one pitched as a Russian government lawyer offering dirt on Hillary Clinton. Kushner now refusing to say whether he would call the FBI if such a thing happened again. But, would but, you call the FBI if it happened again? I don't know. It's hard to do hypotheticals, but the, the reality is, is that we were not given anything that was salacious. Now, law enforcement officials, they have no such ambivalence. Here's the president's hand-picked FBI director, Christopher Wray. My view is that if any public official or member of any campaign is contacted by 
any nation state uh, or anybody acting on behalf of a nation state uh, about influencing or interfering with our election, then that's something that the FBI would want to know about. But when President Trump was told that his attitude towards dirt offered by a foreign government was contradicted by his own FBI director, this is what the president said. The FBI director is wrong. I asked General Michael Hayden, the former CIA director under President Bush, what he thought of all this. He said, quote, it is amazing to me that an American president would say something like this, let alone believe it. Trump believes it. And some of my fellow Americans believe it. It saddens me beyond words, unquote. Now, the president's statement also seems to run directly contrary to what the law states, quote, it shall be unlawful for foreign national directly or indirectly to make a contribution or donation of money or other thing of value in connection with a federal, state, or local election. We're now in unchartered territory. Uh, maybe we've been here for a while, but it's just never been so clear before that we're here. Defenders of the president in the media and on Capitol Hill today twisted themselves into balloon animals, trying to act as if the president didn't really mean this or as if it's not a big deal to all but invite Putin to bring him the skinny on the eventual Democratic presidential nominee. Now, there were exceptions. The number two Senate Republican, John Thune, said, quote, we shouldn't allow or tolerate any foreign intervention in our elections to include having foreign countries try and feed information to the campaigns, unquote. And Republican Senator Mitt Romney went further, saying that what the president suggested was a violation of the spirit and principle of democracy. That would be simply unthinkable for a candidate for president to accept that involvement, to encourage it, to participate with it in any way, shape or form. It would strike at the very heart of our democracy. Now, for the record, the founding fathers warned about all this. It's why the currently ignored emoluments clause is in the U.S. Constitution. It's in Federalist 68 by Alexander Hamilton. And in his farewell address in 1796, President George Washington declared, quote, History and experience prove that foreign influence is one of the most baneful foes of Republican government. But apparently that sentiment, along with so many other American principles once held dear, is now gone. CNN's Abby Phillip has fresh reaction now from the White House. It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. President Trump's unprecedented declaration that he would accept dirt from a foreign government about a political opponent coming under fire from all sides today. The president gave us once again evidence that he does not know right from wrong. Trump defending himself on Twitter, comparing foreign interference to his conversations with world leaders like the Queen of England and the president of France. But Democratic lawmakers see it differently. It's against the law. It's so against any sense of decency. Even some Republicans who are normally hesitant to rebuke the president are speaking out. Yeah, my reaction is he should reach out to the FBI. The appropriate action to take is to call the FBI. Privately, the president's allies cringed in response to Trump's comments. One senior Republican source telling CNN that if a president took information from a foreign government, that would be impeachable. But not every Republican lawmaker was willing to say the president was wrong. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy appeared focused on helping Trump shift the blame to Democrats. I watched in the last campaign, the Democrat presidential campaign spend $6 million to a foreign entity 
to travel the world to try to find something. When they could not find it, they made false accusations. And Senator Lindsey Graham, one of the president's closest allies, was also sharply critical of Trump's answer. That's not the right answer. The right answer is no. But later, Graham issued a statement accusing Democrats of accepting foreign help in 2016. The top Republican in the Senate, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, sticking to silence, ignoring questions as he headed to the Senate floor. And some Republicans are saying this is Trump being Trump. This is the president. He doesn't operate the way anyone else does. And his idiosyncrasies have served him pretty well, I think, in the past. And just a few minutes ago, Democrats went to the Senate floor seeking unanimous consent for a bill that would require campaigns to notify the FBI if a foreign government offers them assistance. But as expected, that bill failed when Republicans objected. Jake. All right. Abby Phillip at the White House. And joining me now, the author of that legislation, Senator Mark Warner, the top Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, he just introduced uh, this proposed law to, that would require candidates to report foreign contacts that were election related in the future. Uh, Senator, I want to ask your bill in a moment, but first, uh, what's your reaction to the comments the president made in the Oval Office? Well, Jake, I know a lot of us who follow this day in and day out get a little overwhelmed, but I think you said in the, the top of your report, this just feels different. Um, you know, and, and the excuse that, well, Trump's being Trump. Sitting in the Oval Office, the president of the United States basically inviting foreign powers to intervene in our elections. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm obviously not speechless, but I'm, you know, if I, if I can be, be either be further shocked, outraged, it, it falls into those, those categories. And I felt this was coming. I, you know, the one thing I would correct is I introduced this legislation about three or four weeks ago because it seemed to me we're not doing enough to protect ourselves in 2020. A lot of my Republican colleagues say, you know, Let's not focus on 2016. Let's not go back and rehash the Mueller report. And I've said, all right, in part of my activities, I'm going to focus entirely on 2020. How do we keep, get ourselves, make sure we're safe? One ought to be bipartisan election security, so there's paper trail. There ought to be some rules of the road for social media, so there's not the same manipulation. And if there's any ambiguity at all, mm -hmm. and if there's foreign intervention, just tell the FBI. I mean, we have rules in our airports that say if you see something, say something. Shouldn't we at least have that same kind of de minimis standards in terms of protecting the integrity of our democracy? So you introduced your legislation and Republicans voted it down. What was the explanation? Well, Why won't they vote for it or allow a listen, vote on it? This was a I asked for unanimous consent. Uh, it, they said it would be too burdensome on reporting. You know, listen, if there are ways to improve the legislation, I'm wide open when what we're talking about is not reporting casual conversations or things that go on in a diplomatic uh, function. It's about if, you're, if there's offers of prohibited items, the law is already clear in terms of what those prohibited items are. So in the past, people ran for office with enough moral compass that they would of course do the right thing. Um, but we're now in this era. And I, even if I tried to give Mr. Trump all the benefits of the doubt in 2016, when he then again publicly said, Russia, if you've got anything, bring it on. Right. And literally that same day, Russia started releasing some of the hacked emails. Even though we can say, well, then he was, you know, he was a naive business candidate then. He's two and a half years on the world stage now as president of the United States. He must, he, I would have hoped he would have had enough of a moral compass to know that outside foreign intervention 
in our yeah. democracy goes at the heart of our democracy in terms of its integrity. Just a, a quick fact check. I think what you're referring to is when the president said, Russia, if you're listening, and they, he asked right. for Hillary Clinton's emails. And that night they started, the Russians started attacking yeah, Hillary like Clinton. That was July of yeah. 2016. Yes. So um, let me ask you a question because Republicans keep bringing up Fusion GPS. That's the American opposition research firm. Uh, that uh, first uh, Republican opponents of the president, then Hillary Clinton's campaign, hired. They hired a former British spy. He solicited information from uh, Russian officials. Uh, Would your legislation affect that? And what do you make of Republicans saying that that uh, is equal to the Russian government and the Russian military intelligence interfering in the election in 2016? First of all, the Steele report Steele actually turned the report over to the FBI in the summer of 2016. So this document was turned over. But let's say on a going forward basis, you know, if there was a former foreign agent that was hired, yeah, that ought to be disclosed to the FBI. I'm open to, again, how do we make this work going forward? We got to protect our democracy. The one thing we know is that Russia and others, one one moment, Jay, Russia and others will be back. Don't take my word for it. Take the director of the FBI, Trump's own handpicked director of national intelligence, because what Russia did is effective and cheap, and they will be back in 2020. And shame on all of us in elective office if we don't do more to protect the integrity of our democracy. And frankly, shame on Donald Trump for not recognizing that foreign intervention is wrong. We've only heard from a handful of Republicans today. Are, Are they saying anything to you privately? I think most of my colleagues are aghast, and that's why I want to try to put this, if there's ways that they can improve this legislation, um, I'm, I'm wide open to change. This is, you know, we are in uncharted territory a little bit uh, with uh, this White House, you know, but we ought to make, there should be no ambiguity about the fact that if a foreign government tries to do an already illegal thing in terms of trying to intervene, there ought to be an obligation to report it to law enforcement. That ought to be a fairly simple point of, of policy that we can all agree on. And I'm hoping that I can get enough of my colleagues to agree with that. One would think it would be something we could all agree on. Democratic Senator Mark Warner of the Great Commonwealth of Virginia, thank you so much for your time, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. We have some breaking news out of the White House where one of the most recognizable faces of the Trump administration is leaving. Stay with us. Breaking news, President Trump announcing just moments ago that Press Secretary Sarah Sanders is leaving the White House at the end of the month. Let's bring in CNN White House correspondent Abby Phillip. Abby, what else did the president have to say? Well, Jake, one of his longest serving aides, the White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders, is leaving, which is not exactly unexpected. But the president added a new twist. Let me read the tweet for you. He says, after three and a half years, our wonderful Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be leaving the White House at the end of the month and going home to the great state of Arkansas. She's a very special person with extraordinary talents who has done an incredible job. I hope she decides to run for governor of Arkansas. She would be fantastic. Sarah, thank you for the job well done. So that's a pretty big uh, news bit of news that the president dropped in that tweet that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is considering running for the governor of Arkansas. And uh, two sources tell our Caitlin Collins that she's been floating this in private conversations in recent weeks. So it is more than just uh, President Trump simply mulling this on social media. And with that kind of endorsement, I certainly think it really gives some fuel behind that that idea. But I also think, Jake, we should point out that Sarah's job currently is to be 
the White House press secretary. And this is a White House that has not held a press briefing in 94 days. That is by far a record for any White House in recent history. And it really has marked uh, something of a death of that institution uh, in the United States government. So I think as we mark her departure, we should also recognize that uh, this has been something of an unprecedented tenure uh, for a press secretary in a, an, an American White House. Um, but Sanders is leaving with the president's favor, leaving on, I think, quite a high note. She's gotten very close to him over the last uh, several years. And her departure, I think, is a major development uh, in this third year of President Trump's presidency, Jake. All right, Abby, thanks so much. Uh, I, I would also note that the last two television interviews that President Trump did I think are it's are pretty blemishful. I mean, you have uh, first of all the one that he did, just did with George Stephanopoulos, where he, he basically said he wants collusion for 2020, and the one before that, sitting in front of the graves of the of the fallen service members in World War II, taking attack you know attacking uh, Pelosi and, and Mueller. Um, that's, that's President Trump's words, not Sarah Sanders. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that recommends her for any future jobs. Um, I mean, if she wants to campaign to be governor of Arkansas, she can earn that job. But she came out of the Mueller report pretty tarnished. Um, that it's a willing really liar. Yeah. exposed her as a liar for the lie that she told that there were countless FBI agents who were upset with the firing of James Comey. In the report, stated in clear words, she said that was not founded on anything. And so... You know, what more could she do? She doesn't do her job now. We'll probably hear more from her out of the White House than we did in it. And so maybe she's going to take some time off and explore options because she can't do anything helpful there because she works for a boss that puts her in terrible positions and she's been exposed for the fraud that she is. Okay, I, I really actually want to move back to President Trump, which I think is a much more important <laughs> story than what he said about, about the elections. Uh, a senior Republican uh, source telling CNN's Jamie Gangel this about Trump's comments, Van. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. He shouldn't say it. And if he were to do it, it would be impeachable. If a president took information from a foreign government, that would be impeachable. Um, yes. But uh, then again, it's a GOP source, not an identified individual. Well, I mean, this thing is coming apart. I mean, at first you, you kind of saw the entire GOP just kind of like in frozen silence, just kind of like hoping nobody heard this. Maybe this will go away. If I don't say anything, maybe it will go away. And then finally you're hearing people come out and say, look, this is, this is a bridge too far, even for a president who is, you know, on Mars now, you know, going uh, you know, bridge after bridge. I think it's important uh, that uh, the Republicans that are beginning to speak out, continue to speak out, I'm very concerned, actually, because this is as close to a, I don't know, treasonous thing, as you can say. If you're president of the United States, you're sitting in the, in the Oval Office and you say, I would take dirt, information from a foreign source to go after my opponent. That begins to sound like an invitation. I mean, I can't imagine if you're sitting around in China or, or Russia, you go, well, that's a yawner. I mean, so I think it's a big deal. I think that people know it's a big deal. I think the Republicans are going to have to admit that it's a big deal, and hopefully he walks it back. But at the end of the day, I think you're, you are going to have more people coming out and saying this is a bridge too far. And Mary Catherine, and one of the things that's interesting and important to underline here is that when we're talking about opposition research, we're talking about <laughs> Joe not. Biden voted this way in 1978. Yeah, that's not. But what comes from a foreign intelligence source or a foreign government is... You know, hacked emails, hacked information, stuff that's right. a, that's illegally or so or gotten illegal. through spies. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a politically idiotic thing to say, and it's an immoral stance. And I think Ray and uh, and Barr have been very clear about it. Yes, when this comes to you, you just come to the FBI, and he should take them at his word. But much like Sanders can't 
make him do the right thing when he's in an interview in Normandy or in France. And uh, they can't make him do the right thing when he's in this interview with George Stephanopoulos. Uh, and it is concerning because it's like such an obvious answer. In fact, I don't even think it's out of bounds to note, as you did with uh, with the senator, that a lot of people get oppo from unsavory places with sure. unsavory influences and, and sources. And what we do about that matters. And I have questions about how we regulate it. But it's, he's not even out of bounds to point that out. As long as he just says, and next time we'll do better and report it to the FBI. Yeah, my, my, my problem is just, just to say is that it, we're now defending such basic principles that Americans should decide American elections. Like, that's a very basic <laughs> principle. I mean, listen, I mean, yeah. the idea that we now have to spend time defending the idea that Americans should defi- decide American elections lets you know how far off we are. But can I just offer, we shouldn't defend it, right? This is not normal. This is way beyond down the rabbit hole, not normal. I mean, right. I, part of it, when he said that, I went back to thinking about, maybe it's my 2016 PTSD, <laughs> when he gave the speech and said, hey, Russians, if you've got those emails, I'd sure like to see them, yeah. right? And, and yet... That wasn't the floor or the ceiling, right? I mean, we've gotten so far adrift from what this country is about and let this man literally just get away with perhaps treason. Because let's also remember, in this instance, it's not just that the foreign government may have gave him dirt. A foreign government that may probably also expect something from you for it. This was in in the instance of 2016. It was a country in which he was doing business. And they explicitly said their intention was to defeat Hillary Clinton because they thought she'd be too tough on it. But what I'm worried about is that we're talking about this like it's a hypothetical. Wasn't it just a few weeks ago that Rudy Giuliani was saying, I'm going to go to the Ukraine to dig up dirt on Joe Biden's son? What makes us think this isn't happening right now? Trump is saying, yes, I would take the information. Prominent members associated with this campaign, like Rudy Giuliani, have announced plans to go there. He ramped it back, but, I mean, they're pretty much saying, game on. We didn't get punished in 2016 for any of this, so why wouldn't they repeat it in 2020? The president, as we know, is, is adroit a, a at convincing uh, his base and his supporters uh, that that's not what he said. This is what he said. Or that's not what I meant. This is what I meant. On Twitter, he said, I meet and talk to foreign governments. For some reason, that's in quotations every day. I just met with the Queen of England, the Prince of Wales, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, the Prime Minister of Ireland, the President of France, President of Poland. We talked about everything. Should I immediately call the FBI about these calls and meetings? How ridiculous I would never be trusted again. First of all, what's interesting is that he's saying I would never be trusted again, as if those foreign individuals should trust him more than the FBI should trust him. But second of all, Stephanopoulos's question was very clear. It wasn't, you know, about the Queen of England or the <laughs> Prince of Wales. It was your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on opponents, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I mean, it, it, it's, it's not about uh, Prince Harry. Yeah, although the country he threw out was Norway, which is not, you know, an adversarial relationship, so I'll give him that. <laughs> although Meghan Markle, for knowing that, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's a step up from Russia. Would we not agree with that? In your hypothetical, that's in the hypothetical, yes. yeah, but it's indefensible. Uh, and we, ha- I'm sorry, you, know, I think this story cannot get enough coverage in terms of. My question is, what are the Republicans going to do? This is indefensible. Everybody waits for someone else to do something. But in terms of who's got the power, okay, fine. Maybe in the House, this will take us further down the path towards impeachment. My point is, you know, how long have we been waiting for the Republicans to stand up to this man? Is this your Republican Party? This is what you're about now?
But, uh, well, I mean, what do you want them to do? You want them to pass <laughs> Mark Warner's legislation? You want Absol- them to... They should pass his legislation. They should come be, I don't know, I think just in the same way you should be able to say that the KKK is bad, you should be able to come out and say, no, Mr. President, we shouldn't actually be taking information from foreign adversaries. But, you know, but it, that shouldn't is, be this, hard. I, I agree with you. This is like a, it's like a symptom, but the deeper problem is that we're going into this election defenseless, that we have an election coming up, it's a year and a half out. The United States the is United, going into it. The United States is going into an election defenseless. And there's blood in the water. Mm-hmm. You, you have foreign adversaries who've seen, hey, you know what? You, can, you can't just screw up an election. You can have the whole country off its axis fighting for months and years with a small expenditure of, uh, you know, of, 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 of interference. So what I would say is let's use this as a moment. Maybe there should be some bipartisan, for, don't worry about the White House right now, just bipartisan patriotic convening that says, how do we defend democracy now? Yeah. And, and if, you, if you don't want to be mad at Donald Trump over it, fine. But at some point, the idea that we're going to go into this election defenseless, that we've done literally nothing uh, meaningful to protect ourselves, and now we literally have more chum in the water, hey, give me more information, that should bring something forward in both parties. All right, everyone stick around. Did President Trump just give the green light to every foreign government to interfere in the next U.S. election? Former FBI agent and House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Rogers weighs in. Stay with us. You don't call the FBI. Give me a break. Life doesn't the work FBI that The FBI director says that's what should happen. The FBI director is wrong. That was the president of the United States calling out his own FBI director, whom he appointed, of course, for saying the candidates should tell the FBI if a foreign adversary offers them dirt on their opponent. Joining me now is former FBI agent and former House Intelligence Committee chairman, former Congressman Mike Rogers of Michigan. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I guess the first question is just, what's your take on this as a former intelligence operative? Does this not concern you as this could be seen as like an invitation to foreign intelligence leaders? Like, give me dirt. I'm the president. I want to hear it. Yeah, but not only that, it sends a bad message across the political spectrum that, that this is uh, an opportunity for you to hear things you probably shouldn't hear. Or, and in, in the new age of social media, uh, with deep fakes and other things, they can make up stories and put it into your campaign. So here's the problem with what the president did, a couple of things. Yes, there is something called opposition research. That exists. Matter of fact, even campaigns do it on themselves before they hit the campaign trail just to see what their, uh, their opponents are going to throw at them happens in every campaign. That part he's right. What is not right is that you don't take information from foreign adversaries of that would be of value. Where the crime comes in on this is that if they offer you something of value and you accept it and participate in that in your campaign, you've committed uh, a a campaign finance act violation. Now, you haven't done any collusion. You haven't done any of that, but you certainly have, have crossed that line. At the Worst part of the day is these folks don't have good intentions ever for providing information to any candidate about any candidate. And that's what, I mean, this is the category of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This last two and a half years, I'm not sure if he was paying attention or not, but America was pretty disturbed about the notion that the Russians have, did, and will continue to try to interfere with U.S. elections. It just seemed completely uh, out of tune with where this, the reality of the of the what what a criminal act could be, and where we are just on the decency of not accepting this data. Right, and and I mean, even Marco Rubio in 2016, to his credit, whatever people think of him, would say, "I'm not going to talk about the WikiLeaks. That's from the Russians. We don't want to set this precedent." But President Trump was out there. Candidate Trump was out there talking about the WikiLeaks, talking to the Russians. Um, 
And now he's basically inviting them. And I guess my question to you is, why have we, you're a former Republican congressman, why are so few Republicans willing to say anything about this? This is not a liberal or conservative issue. This is just A, rule of law, and B, as you point out, basic decency. Uh, and, and as Mitt Romney said, this is about the founding principles of, this, of democracy in this country. You don't accept uh, foreign influence. All right. I think hopefully you're going to hear more Republicans come out. They don't have to attack the president in this, but they do have to uh, attack what his message was uh, sitting in the Oval Office. I give the president a bit of a pass. New guy came in campaigning. Somebody said they had a meeting. Even Don Jr., I said, eh, really bad idea. I would never have done it. I would have advised against it. Uh, I would have also said, let's pick up and call the phone, get the FBI over here. None of that happened. That was a campaign a bit naive. This is the president who's been through this, who's been through an investigation for two and a half years, who sat in the Oval Office, who gets uh, intelligence reports in that room yeah. uh, every single day about what Russian activities uh, are around the world. And it's, by the way, it's not just the Russians, it's the Chinese. There are other adversaries. Sure. The Iranians, the North Koreans. Completely. And they understood that they can have some impact on a U.S. election. Believe me, they're going to try to do it. We know it happened in 2018. I think the intelligence uh, services did a better job than they did in 16. We know that they're coming back at us in 2020. And that's what's so frustrating about this. So I would argue if I were the FBI director today, I wouldn't, he shouldn't get in a mix up with the president of the United States. But what they should do is put out what is legal and what is not legal so that every elected official understands you can't take something of value from a foreign government. Well, I think that would be a very important statement. While you're putting yourself in the shoes of Christopher Wray, the FBI director, how uh, demoralizing must it be for him and for FBI agents to hear the president of the United States say that the FBI director is wrong when the FBI director is saying you should call the FBI if foreign individuals, foreign governments are trying to interfere in an election, which is just basic law. Um, I mean, how, how does this kind of thing, how is it received in the FBI, in the J. Edgar Hoover building? I mean, obviously it's uncomfortable. I think the agents who are on the street, we call them brick agents who are out doing the work, it rolls off their back. But, you know, again, the, the message here is if you're getting a brush pass, uh, you know, brush pass of information from the Russian government, you know, likely pick up the phone and call the FBI. It's not going to be good. And so most of those agents get that. They understand that, listen, we have a job to do. and We're going to continue to do it. I, you know, I wish the president would not pick on individuals from the Oval Office. I think it's distracting to their real mission. And by the way, again, we have to understand, and I, I thought maybe the president may have figured that out in the last two and a half years, the Russians did try to influence the election. Uh, and they do it by trying to pit Americans against Americans. They pick Christian groups uh, against Muslim groups in social media, and they tried to do that. This was done by the Russians. Yeah. They tried to get white uh, supremacist groups after black activist groups, and they did this through social media. We should be absolutely inflamed about this uh, and worry about it We're rolling into 2020. Well, the president's passion and anger was at the FBI, not at the Russians. Uh, Former Congressman Mike Rogers, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, coming up, what really happens with opposition research? David Axelrod is very familiar with presidential campaigns and the White House. He'll break it down for us next. Stay with us. Of her country, and she is going to be going, I guess you could say private sector, but I hope she's going to, she comes from a great state, Arkansas. That was a state I won by a lot, so I like it, right? <laughs> But we love Arkansas, and she's going to be going back to Arkansas with her great family. Her husband is a fantastic guy and her family. 
And I don't know, Phil and folks, if we can get her to run for the governor of Arkansas, I think she'll be very well. That's President Trump just moments ago. President Trump speaking about his press secretary, Sarah Sanders, after announcing that she is going to leave the White House at the end of the month. She has not held a White House press briefing in more than three months. Earlier today, the president was trying to explain how it's okay to take dirt on your opponent from a foreign adversary because everyone's doing it. Take a listen. You're a congressman. Somebody comes up and says, hey, I have information on your opponent. Do you call the FBI? I don't think you go and talk honestly to congressmen. They all do it. They always have. And that's the way it is. It's called oppo research. Yeah, it's not oppo research if it comes from another country's government or another country's intelligence agency. Joining me to talk about all of this is CNN senior political commentator uh, David Axelrod. David, uh, just uh, first, uh, your, your thoughts on Sarah Sanders uh, leaving, your, your thoughts on her legacy as a spokesperson. Well, look, I thought in the campaign she was probably the most effective spokesperson uh, as a surrogate that Donald Trump had. But, you know, here's the deal. If you make yourself, if you accept a position as a spokesperson for someone who habitually doesn't tell the truth, you sacrifice your own credibility. And that's what happened uh, to her in this job. And that, that will be her legacy as the White House press secretary. She has been loyal to the president. Uh, she has not been faithful to the truth. I do think that uh, that doesn't mean she can't go back to Arkansas and run for public office and do very well. As you remember, her, her father was governor of that state. And my guess is that her fidelity to Donald Trump, if not the truth, uh, would be a political asset back in Arkansas. Uh, let's turn to the, the bigger story, what President Trump said uh, about uh, taking uh, information, dirt on uh, opponents from foreign governments. You've worked on presidential campaigns for a long time. Were you or any of the campaigns you ever worked for ever offered dirt on an opponent from a, a foreign government or a, a foreign individual or, or anything like that? No, Jake. And uh, look, I'm not an ingenue. We fought very hard in these presidential races. We did have opposition research. It was not furnished by foreign governments. It was done by researchers uh, studying records and so on. Uh, and if, he, if we had been approached uh, by uh, an agent of the Russian government or an agent of the Chinese government uh, or any other government for that matter, but particularly these governments should be a, a red flashing light. We sur I would have gone to the campaign council and the campaign council uh, would have gone to the FBI. There's just no question about it. To hear the president say everybody does it is just nonsense. That is not uh, that is not the case. And, you know, one of the things that worries me, everything that's been said on this show uh, is true. I think we ought to take a step back and look at the larger point, which is this isn't just a one off. This is a president who simply does not believe that rules, norms, laws, institutions are to be respected. He thinks you're a sucker if you don't do everything you can do to advance your particular interests. That's mm. how he ran his business. That's how he runs his politics. And frankly, he's made that the policy in many cases of the United States, embracing Kim Jong-un, excusing uh, Vladimir Putin. And that to me, you know, so this is a larger issue than just this latest outrage. This is his philosophy. The president said there'd be nothing wrong with listening to information from foreign government. Uh, ex explain why you think it's, it's a problem to take information from a foreign government about your opponent. Like what, what's, what's the principle or or obviously, we, we talked about the law with Mike Rogers a few minutes ago. But what's the principle that would bother you about it? 
Well, uh, we, let's go back to the beginning of the republic. I mean, this was a concern that the founding fathers had a foreign interest tampering in our elections, trying to tilt it in their it, it, to their advantage. I mean, why are people offering Donald Trump? Why did the Russians uh, offer Donald Trump or why would they offer him uh, this information? That's a question that he ought to ask himself. They're not doing it because, uh, you know, they have some uh, altruistic goal. They're very flinty eyed about their own self-interest. So uh, you have foreign governments who want to tilt elections in their favor and not uh, in, in ours. And that that's a really serious problem. David Axelrod, thank you so much. Always good to see you. Good to see you. Breaking news, Sarah Sanders reacting just moments ago after the president announced that she's leaving the White House and maybe running for governor of Arkansas. Stay with us. Breaking news on our 2020 lead just moments ago, Washington State Governor Jay Inslee became the 15th Democratic candidate to call for impeachment proceedings to begin against President Trump. CNN's Jessica Dean filed this report. President Trump's claim that he would accept political dirt on his opponents from foreign entities. It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. Bringing a wave of backlash from 2020 Democrats. I think we have a president who neither understands the Constitution of the United States uh, or respects the Constitution. It's un-American. It's unpatriotic. I think it's against the law. Today, Congressman Eric Swalwell going the furthest he has to date, announcing he now supports an impeachment inquiry into the president, saying in a statement, quote, his relentless attacks on our rule of law and numerous efforts to obstruct justice and Congress have reached such a point to require extraordinary action. And he wasn't the only Democratic presidential candidate talking impeachment. In a tweet, Senator Elizabeth Warren once again called for Trump's impeachment, saying it's time. Senator Kamala Harris calling the president a national security threat. It's outrageous. And it tells me the guy just doesn't understand the job and can't do it very well. Vice President Joe Biden saying Trump's willingness to accept damaging information from foreign entities poses, quote, a threat to our national security. While Senator Cory Booker tweeted, it's not oppo research, it's foreign interference in U.S. elections. Others express concern about the security of the 2020 elections. Senator Amy Klobuchar wrote in a tweet, the 2020 elections are not secure disgraceful. All of this as the lineup for the first Democratic primary debate is about to take shape following today's deadline to qualify for the event later this month. It appears the three candidates who will likely not make the cut are Montana Governor Steve Bullock, Congressman Seth Moulton and Miramar, Florida Mayor Wayne Messam. The DNC will announce tomorrow how those candidates will be grouped for those first debates. Jake. All right, Jessica Dean, thanks so much. Then danger in one of the tensest regions of the world. Now the United States is blaming one country for an attack on two oil tankers. Stay with us. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter or Instagram at Jake Tapper. You can tweet the show at The Lead CNN. Our coverage on CNN continues right now. Thanks for watching. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. 
Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 